the law starts and tells a lady you must dress modestly right and the dress used to be mid thigh then she went knee then she was told you must dress modestly so she went beyond the knee right then she went beyond the knee but the skirt was still tight so she was to, she decided now it's a loose flowing skirt then some other guy saw her calf and then now it's too much right suddenly she thinks if any part of her shows then she's wrong okay so the other day on facebook i see this post and it says this it says stop walking around in towels in front of your children because that's sexual abuse i like so when you go swimming what's that super sexual abuse but you see this is the problem with focusing your life on the law and it introduces stupidity in your life without you knowing you understand uh, how how do i put it do you ever find it funny that the jews were careful to fast were careful to wash their hands until their elbows but there are no problem killing jesus that's the irony right uh, have you noticed that we keep the law so much but we have no problem not giving to the poor we have no problem kicking you out of church we have no problem stopping being your friend because we saw you walking out of a bar have you ever noticed that eh i want to show you something in the bible and and i just want you to bear this person and and unfortunately he's not alone there are many many people who believe like that that, that life is a bunch of rules you know that 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 if only you know jailer war i don't know what he wanted that way because i'm wondering if he had watched janet jackson <laughs> with her wardrobe malfunction <laughs> you know but that's what a lot of christians are focused on and that's what a lot of people live their life you know i have i ticked the boxes am i okay have i done all the right things i need to do you get like 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 uh like most muslims you know that's how they live have i achieved have i gone to mecca have i gone anti clockwise around that stone have i prayed five times you know you, you find christians who say you know what god has really blessed me i woke up at 3 o'clock to pray it's the best time to pray i'm like really and then they quote and they say jesus used to play pray at 3 so he never came down and said aha you all must pray at 3 uh, the truth of the matter is uh, there are lots of times where jesus was at parties 
Yeah, adjust for time. <laughs> adjust for time zone. <laughs> True. Because 3 o'clock here, Israel. You know, so if you synchronize, someone else will be praying at 5 in the morning, another one at 1 a.m. Actually, very. But you see, you, you need to understand, actually, and, and this is the funny thing. You notice that a lot of the time it was midnight and Jesus was still at a party. Yeah, when they brought him, the guy at night through the roof. You get, you know, people read the Bible and they don't see. There are actually very few times where the Bible says, and Jesus withdrew himself to pray. You get, a lot of the time, where was Jesus? Atabash! No, literally. So much so that Jesus was known what? As a glutton and a drunk. Till he had to ask them. John came fasting, you complained. I come eating and drinking, you complain. Which one do you want? You understand? Uh, anyway, let us focus on other things. I want us to go to Genesis. A scripture I'm sure you all know. Genesis chapter 3 verse 14. Okay? Uh, I'll read 14, I'll skip to 19 and 20, then we'll do 22 and 24. Right? And the Lord said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cast above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon your belly you shall go and you shall eat the dust all the days of your life. Now, I've talked about this many times, right? And we even did uh, a sermon called the dust eater. Who, who remembers that? Yeah. Uh, dust eater. Now, I, I bring this up because we must recognize that what God is doing in Genesis chapter 3, he is both describing a state and a cure. You understand? And that's why it's important uh, to read verse 19. It says, in the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, which is where most of us are, till you turn into the ground. Out of it were you taken, and to it you shall return. For you are dust, and unto dust you shall return. Now, notice God's words. He says, out of it you were taken. So you are taken out, right? But he says, you are dust, and Back to dust you shall uh, return. But previously he said that the serpent has a diet and that diet is called dust. So when it says he goes around like a roaring lion to see whom he may devour, he is looking for dust to devour. Let's be clear. Because he is specific on what his diet is. Are we together? Now, you know this serpent is not the snake, you know, because which one of you has ever seen a snake eat dust? Come on. God was not He begins by saying, you will bruise his heel. So he understands snake's meat, correct? But he says that the diet of the snake shall be dust. Then he goes on to tell man that right now, as I speak to you, you are 
dust and to dust you shall return so if you are dust and the soul is supposed to eat dust then okay so look at it carefully therefore when god is speaking to you and the devil is seeking you what is the devil seeking the devil is not attacking your business he has no need for your business on the same page. He's not attacking your career. What for? It is you that he wants. Are we on the same page? Okay. Listen. His dad is so what he eats is dust, correct? Now God tells you in your fallen state that you are dust and to dust you will return. Therefore, when the devil comes to eat, what is he coming to eat? You. Are we on the same page? He's coming to eat you. Right? Now, we must look carefully why does God allow you to return to dust form? Hmm? Okay, let's continue and read that. It says, And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Right? Now that's very strange because why didn't she have a name before the fall? One day, you 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 fresh download yellow. So what's a new kwanza? No, seriously. Adam sees her for the first time, and he sees woman, right? Correct. Then he falls. Then he calls her Eve. Story for another day, right? And the Lord God said. Man has become as one of strange. Let's pause. Man has become as one of okay. Okay, okay, okay. Pause. Think about it. Meaning Adam before the fall. Man now has become like one of. But I thought God created man in his image and likeness. So why is it after the fall that now man has become like God? I was asking for jokes. Okay. Think about it. Now man has become like one of what was he like before? Oh. 
It says to know good and so let me ask you a question. If God desired man to be like him in the first place, was the tree a mistake? Because if eating it made man like God. Hmm. You see, the thing is, what we don't understand and I want us to grasp is God is still making man. Are we together? If you look at the world around you, clearly we've not finished evolving. Come on. We have wars over petty things such as land. Right? So clearly, God is not done with man yet. Are you together? Because we know when Christ returns, that's when we shall be like him. Are we together? We are still being formed. So we must understand that in this scripture, God hid two codes. He hid the code of who we are, and he also hid in it the code of who we should be. Are we together? Let's continue, because it says, And now, lest he puts out his hand and takes also the tree of life and eats and lives forever, right? Let us put what? Right? Let's send him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. Now, pause, 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 pause. I want us to do a bit of geography. Can you do geography? Okay. Okay, come, come be Eden. Because Ken Mugani can't be Eden. <laughs> so, listen. So, Ken Mugani, stand here. You're earth. <laughs> You're usually a snake. Let's, let's upgrade you. So, notice. Adam is in Eden. Right? God says, let us take him out of Eden to the ground from which he was taken. Think about it. There is Eden, okay, and what it means, and there is the ground from which man was Because I'm sure for most of us you assume man was created. No. God planted a garden and then placed the man in the garden. So the man was created. So. Okay? So dust, where he came from was where? So can we conclude any place outside Eden is the cast place? Okay. Therefore, can we conclude that where you came from is the sit? 
think about it. Because every time God talks about your salvation, he says, I have called you. I've called you out. Now, he also says, come out from them and be separate. Right? Holiness means separate, distinct. Correct? So, the place called Eden is a place called out. I'm together so far. We'll define it a bit more. Okay? Now, something interesting he says. Okay? He says this next. All right? So, he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of okay now this is very confusing okay now a few things here weird okay we know Adam did not descend some form of staircase to come into the earth right see now we also know that the Garden of Eden was on earth. Because we know he says he planted a garden. In fact, it has rivers. To this day, you know where it is. It's somewhere in Iraq. Come on, see there. Where is the Euphrates? Where is the Tigris? But the problem is, if you go look for it physically, you will never find it. Because Eden is a metaphor. Right? How do you know it's a metaphor? Because the tree of life is not a physical thing. Is it? It can't be. Because if there was a tree, <laughs> come on, if there was a tree called the tree of life over there, so what are we living here? Okay, question. Before the fall, was Adam alive? Yet he had not eaten the tree of? But you know, there are two lives. I keep telling you. There's the life you live called the dead life. And there's a life you live called the eternal life. Correct? Now, this eternal life is found in Christ. If you eat him, you will never hunger. If you drink him, you will never thirst. In him is the life. Correct? So we know the tree of life is a metaphor for Christ. Correct? Are we on the same page? Okay. Now I want you to understand there are creatures introduced in this scripture called the cherubim. Correct? Now the cherubim's job in Eden is to keep the way to the tree of life. Okay? Please note, the stated role is not to keep away man. The way still exists. 
there's just a guardian. Correct? Now, if you put a watchman at the gate, what is the job of a watchman? It's not to guard only. It's to provide access to those who belong and to deny access to those who don't. It's the only reason you guard something. You guard, even if you're guarding gold, you guard it against the person who doesn't own it, right? But the person who owns it can access it. Otherwise, you're not guarding. Are we on the same page? So when God puts cherubim and a flaming sword to guard and keep the way, he is not saying no one will ever access it. So it's not hidden somewhere in Iraq with a flaming sword which we can't pass through like a magical force field. Yeah, that's what I used to imagine. Right? Okay. Now, if you want to understand a thing in the Bible, you must chase it through the Bible. So can we chase it a little bit? So let's go to Exodus 25, which is the next time this term cherub appears. Right? And you shall make a mercy seat. Okay? A covering of pure gold, two cubits and a half long, and a cubit and a half wide. And you shall make two cherubim, winged angelic figures of solid hammered gold on the two ends of the mercy. Okay. I want you to think about this very carefully and what God is saying. You shall make two of solid gold. Right? Hammered. Hammered. Not molded. What are the characteristics of gold? It is, other than heavy and expensive, it is the most malleable metal. Yeah. Right? Telling you that if you are a solid gold person, you must be very malleable. In other words, you must be very hammerable. Gold is one of the few metals you can bite with your teeth and dent. True or false? Correct? Now, this cherubim must be made of hammered solid gold. Right? Pure gold, no impurities. Correct? Now he's describing cherubim to you. And then he says, on the two ends of the mercy seat, make one cherub on each end, making the cherubim of one piece with the mercy seat on the two ends of it. Now notice, the cherub and the mercy seat are what? One. Cannot separate the cherub and the mercy seat. Okay? Now. And the cherubim shall spread their wings, spread out their wings above, covering the mercy seat with their wings, facing each other. 
and looking down the mercy seat. Now, notice something. The cherubim, you can actually, why are we still on this image? If you could just show us the image of cherubim, I just want to show you the mercy seat. Oliver Mtukutsi. All the onions are just wondering, what the heck? Well, that's put mercy seat. Uh, let me just show you something. Yeah? Uh, take this one. Anyway, if you take any of these images, you will note that the cherubim, I don't know why these ones are not facing down, it doesn't matter. But what's important is the wings are touching. Okay? So two cherubim in uh, solid gold, wings touching, looking at the mercy seat. Right? But why? Why must the wings touch? Okay? Let me give you a hint. The only way for you to be permanently connected to anyone or anything is you must be permanently merciful. No, seriously. If you're going to be friends with anyone, in a relationship with anyone, your eyes must be focused on mercy so that your wings can touch. Uh, come on. Think about it, right? Any relationship you've ever lost, any pain you're suffering in a relationship today is because instead of looking at mercy, you're looking at the other fellow. Come on. Let me put it to you like this. For you to be connected to anyone, you must be looking at mercy, not at them. Okay. Think about it this way. When they say family stays together, right? They say it is because family forgives each other, right? Now, in fact, if you want to know you are at home with family, just check the ease with which you fart. Because you know they will forgive you. Right? Oh, come on. Look at the people pretending like they don't fart. Okay, let me put... No, let me ask it. Let me... Let me ask that question another way. When you're over at your lover's place for the first time, okay, you try and make sure you don't use the toilet, right? kazanga, right? But skuna jo mependo no mekubalika. 
Katambe. Simbio. And nobody can stop reggae. Because you know the people who love you are the ones who are willing to be merciful on a continual level with you. Correct? So, on purpose, their eyes are stayed on mercy. Correct? Now, I want you to notice something strange, right? Now, this is <laughs> the funniest thing. Moses was required to put in the covenant, inside it, the Ten Commandments, right? But what covers the Ten Commandments? Mercy seat. Isn't that strange? So if you cover the Ten Commandments in solid gold and put a mercy seat on top of it, what are you trying to tell us? Mercy is always over the law. Are we on the same page? When people saw the Ark of the Covenant, they never saw the law inside it. They saw mercy. Correct? Are we together? They saw mercy. Now, notice something. It says, you shall put the mercy seat on top of the Ark, and the Ark, you shall put the testimony, the Ten Commandments that I will give you. There, I will meet with you. Um, Bonnie, I'm going to shut down Photoshop. Garan. Oh, I'll just shut down. Oh, okay. Oh, because I saw some people enter and then they're not back here. So, notice it says, there I will meet, meet with you. And from above, from above there, from the, between the two that are upon the ark of the testimony, I will speak intimately with you of all, of all which I will give you in commandment to the Israelites. We are God. Notice, God does not say, I will meet with you at the Ten Commandments. No, no. I will meet with you where? At the place where there are cherubim, whose wings are meeting, their eyes are focused on mercy, and they are one with mercy. That is where God shows up. Right? Okay. Stop the wine selector. Let us do the mathematics. Okay? God will meet with you where? Not just where the mercy seat is. Where there are cherubims solid gold that have been hammered and their wings are touching. Okay? And they are one with the mercy seat and their eyes are focused on the mercy seat. That is where God will speak to you intimately. Think carefully. 
a lot of people ask the question, why can't I hear God? Right? Where is God to meet you? At the mercy seat. Now, question, who is to build the mercy seat? You or God? Correct? This is a man role. Once you have built the mercy seat, there is where he'll meet you. Ah. Cindy? Are, are we together? Now, question. I thought cherubim are supposed to keep the way to Eden, right? So let us understand clearly. What is in Eden that Adam never had from the time of his fall to death? He never met with God again. So what the cherubim protect is what? Access to God. Can we agree? Because the only difference between Eden and the rest of earth for as long as for as far as Adam was concerned was the presence of so God will tell you because he's saying to you what he says in Genesis between the cherubim that is the way to life. Correct? So when Jesus comes and says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he is now revealing the Shekinah glory, the presence of God. Correct? Hey. Sindio. But he's saying, I am the way, the truth, and the... No one comes through the Father except through. So the through is the cherubim. Because it's between the cherubim that God meets with you and speaks to you. Correct? Are we together? Yeah. Therefore, let's 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 understand. This symbolism is not some angelic creature you need to put in angel hierarchy. Notice that all scripture was written for your example. Correct? So when you read it, you must ask what is my example? So if it is written for your example, that tells you that if you're going to build a place for God to speak to you, don't build a prayer mountain. Don't build a shrine in your house. Build a mercy seat. Because from there, God will speak to you. Okay, let's continue. Now, I want you to notice this kind of cherubim, right? Now, because God is funny, he decided to upgrade. If you go to Ezekiel, chapter 10, verse 1 to 22, Ezekiel sees cherubims everywhere, but the reason he sees them is because Ezekiel is a strange prophet. 
He's actually a prophet who was supposed to be a priest. He's actually a priest. He's the son of a priest. Okay? So this is very important, so you understand. Then I looked, and behold, in the firmament that was over the heads of the cherubim, there appeared above them something like a sapphire stone in form resembling a throne. So once again, similar theology. That from among the cherubim is God's throne, God's presence. Are we together? Okay. I want you to notice something. And the Lord spoke to the man clothing Lena and said, Go in among the whirling wheels under the cherubim. Fill your hands with coals of fire from between the cherubim and scatter from them over the city. And he went and, and he and he went in before my eyes. Now the cherubim stood on the south side of the house that the man went in, and the cloud, the Shekinah, filled the inner court. Then the glory of the Lord mounted up from the cherubim to stand over the threshold of the Lord's house. Okay, now notice something. There's something called the Lord's house. Okay? And there's something called the cherubim, right? And God does what? He moves from the cherubim, right? And goes over the Lord's house. And the house was filled with the cloud and, and the court was full of the brightness of God's glory, right? And the sound of the wings of the cherubim was heard even to the outer court, like the voice of God Almighty when he speaks. Pause. 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 Notice something. The sound of the wings of the is like the voice of God speaking. Oh. That's a strange thing. What what does that mean, Shiri? What does that mean? Okay. Which wings have ever fluttered and you thought you were hearing God? Eh? Ostrich. <laughs> now, Notice this, this story of the cherubim being associated with God's voice is repeated many times in the scriptures that we're going to read. Okay? Now, uh, and when he commanded the man clothed in linen, saying, take fire from between the whirling wheels, from between the cherubim, the man went in and stood beside the wheel. And the cherub stretched forth his hand from between uh, from between the cherubim to the fire that was between the cherubim and took some of it and put it into the hands of the man clothed in linen who took it and went out and the cherubim seemed to have the form of a man's hand under their wings and I looked and behold there was four wheels beside the cherubim one wheel, uh, one wheel beside one cherubim and another wheel beside another cherub and, and the appearance of the wheels was like sparkling chrysolite and as for their appearance they, they four looked alike as if a wheel had, be, uh, had been within a wheel. Okay, strange imagery. And when they went in, in any one of the four directions in which the four individual faces were turned, they did turn as they went. But to the, uh, but to the place to which the front wheel faced, the others followed. They turned not as they went. And their whole body, their backs, their hands, and their wings, and their wheels were full of eyes round about, even the wheels that each had. Uh, strange, isn't it? 
as regarding the wheels uh, attached to them, they were called in my hearing the whirling wheels. And everyone had four faces. The first face, the face of, of the cherub. The second face, of the face of the man. The third face, the face of a lion. And the fourth face, the face of an eagle. So this is not talking about the cherubim. It's talking about the wheels. Okay? And when the cherubim went, the wheels went beside them. And when the cherubim lifted up their wings to mount up from the earth, the wheels did not stand from beside them. When those stood still, these stood still. And when those mounted up, these wheels mounted up also. For the spirit of life was in these wheels. The spirit of life was in the wheels, right? When the glory of the Lord, the Shekinah cloud, went forth from above the threshold of the temple, and stood over the cherubim, and the cherubim lifted up their wings and mounted up from the earth in my sight, and they went forth with the wheels beside them, and they stood at the entrance of the east gate, notice that east term again, of the house of the Lord, and the glory of God of Israel, the Shekinah cloud was over them. This is the living creature, or four combined creatures that I saw beneath the God of Israel by the river Cheba, and I knew that they were cherubim. Each one had four faces, and each one had four wings, and what looked like the hands of a man was under their wings. And as for, the li as for their likeness of their faces, they were the same faces, faces that I saw by the river Cheba with regard to their appearances themselves. They went everyone straight forward. Okay. Now, I want to go very quickly to Ezekiel 1. I still have time. Uh, there are many moving parts. We'll get there. You, you should be searching for Ezekiel's cherubim. Uh, and out of the midst of it came the likeness of four living creatures. Right? And this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. Okay? But each one had four faces and each one had four wings. Are we together? Each had four faces and each had four wings. And their legs were straight legs and the sole of the feet was like the sole of a cow's foot. And they sparkled like burnished bronze. And they had the hands of a man under the wings on their four on their four sides, and the four of them had their faces and their wings thus. Their wings touched one another. Their wings touched, and they turned not when they went, but went every one straight forward. As for the likeness of their faces, they each had the face of a man in front, okay. And each, ha each had the face of a lion on the right, this, uh, the face of an ox on the left side. Sorry, man, lion, ox, and then eagle. Yeah, and the four, fourth face is an eagle. I wasn't seeing that term. So the four faces. Man, lion, ox, eagle. All right? And notice, therefore, that very carefully, that the way he's describing it, that if they were going right, 
Okay? They would not need to, to turn because there is a face here. Okay. Right? Such were their faces, and their wings were stretched out upward. Each creature had four wings. Two wings of each one were touching adjacent wing of the creatures on either side of it. Okay? So now, I want you to understand this cherubim, their wings are always Uh, and the remaining two wings of each creature covered its body, right? And they went everyone straight forward. Wherever the spirit would go, they went. And they turned not when they went. Now, in the midst of the living creatures, there was that what looked like barnacles of fire, like torches, moving to and fro among the living creatures. The fire was bright, and out of the fire went forth lightning. And the living creatures darted back and forth like a flash of lightning. Now, as I was still looking at the living creatures, I saw one wheel upon the ground beside each of the living creatures with its four faces. As to the appearance of the wheels and their construction, in appearance they gleamed like chrysolite, and the four were formed alike. And their construction work was as if it were a wheel within a wheel. When they went, they went in one of the four directions without turning as if they were faced that way. Okay? Now, I want to begin to demystify this whole thing. Okay? Notice that whether it is the cherubim or the wheels, okay, they are always facing every direction. Because if you've got four faces and I'm standing here, I'm facing this way, I'm facing that way, I'm facing behind me, and I'm facing sideways. Correct? Notice they have eyes everywhere. Correct? It's a very bad design. <laughs> but they have eyes everywhere, right? Their wings are always touching. The wheels are wheels inside of a wheel. Uh, together. Now, the question becomes what has happened to the mercy seat? The mercy seat has become wheels. But you know, when the cherubim were created, the, the, the first imagery of the cherubim we have is they are standing on the mercy. Then suddenly they have more eyes. They have more eyes. The mercy seat is now replaced with wheels. They have more faces because remember, if the first cherubim had more than one face, God would not instruct them to see down on them. So what's happening? <laughs> now, notice something. 
remember everything is written for your example. Correct? The, the cherubim that Moses created okay, have not been lost. That is still a principle because remember we are talking about the victory series. Are, are we okay? I am showing you how to live the way God indicated us for us to live in the cherubim. Are we together? Because you must understand it's a metaphor, obviously. Correct? Because I do not think God would be dumb enough to create a creature that has eyes everywhere. Are we together? Now let's unpack. Okay? These creatures move wherever the Spirit of God goes. Okay. Question. Does that sound familiar? Okay. Wherever you will go, I will follow. Okay. Oh. Wrong voice, right song. <laughs> Listen. Question. Question. Like the wind, so is everyone that is led by the Holy. Okay. So what does that tell you? That Ezekiel is telling us that we must be followers of the Spirit, correct? Right? Okay. But he's telling you to follow the Spirit, you must have how many faces? Because if you had one face to follow the Spirit, you must turn. To follow the Spirit, therefore, you must have the ox face, the man face, the eagle face, and the lion face. The problem with many Christians is they do not have those faces. There are Christians who are holy men all the time. What do I mean? Intutu, Akotu, Nulemse. Correct? But it's true, there are times when God wants to deal with you as a human, correct? But there are times when God needs the ego. The eagle is the one who can soar above trial. The eagle is the one who can spot a mouse five kilometers away. So if you do not have the eagle face, now remember, remember that it is between the cherubim that God talks to you, right? Now, if God talks to you to direct you, then the faces matter. 
Are we together? Okay, let me explain. There are times God wants to speak to you prophetically, so you don't go. Now, problem with you, nigger, is you cannot see beyond today. When God speaks to you because you have no eagle face, you cannot comprehend. Sometimes, God, when he speaks to you, will tell you something that is 400 years away. Right? Saizo kona manja, varent sai. Tukikuliza, if God spoke, you couldn't hear because you were not an ego. Hello. Let's understand each other. Okay? If the spirit moves one direction, you will need one face to follow the spirit that direction, correct? Also, if he moves another direction, you will need another face to move in that direction, correct? Are we together? That's why you do not turn. Are we together? Guys, we're on the same page. Correct? Now, logically speaking, yes, can we do? Give me, I need to sip water. Uh huh. No, just give me the last day. Last day. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. They do not turn. Yes. Okay. The ideology. Okay. Throughout the Bible. When God sends you, you will not turn to the left or to the right. You will go. Now, you see, that's not a very good way to travel. Now, come on. It's logical. If you're going anywhere, you go in a straight line, probably won't reach. Correct? So, the idiom here is not a straight path. It's an idiom that the straightness of not turning is your instant ability to follow the Holy Spirit. That's why it says they dash like lightning. In other words, the Spirit moves, you move. Like Ludacris. When I move, you move. Just like that. <laughs> you understand? That's the, that, it's not that you've not turned from the path. It's that you've not turned from following the Holy Spirit. You understand? Now, problem with the Holy Spirit is that he's not a stagnant fellow. He's not. Uh, Jesus says he's like the wind. You don't know where he's coming, where he's going. You just feel him. Are we together? Correct? Right? Now, for you to be able to move like that in God, you've got to have the four faces. 
Because they're not decorations. You see, what God is trying to paint in the cherubim is the way we should relate to each other and to him. Are we together? So he's saying for us to relate to God and to be able to move with him, we must have for so there is the eagle face. What's that face? It is the face that does what? That prophesies. It is the face that overcomes tribulation. Because every time the eagle is mentioned, it is about rising above tribulation. Now, when you find tribulation wearing you down, it's because you the eye of the eagle is not there and the wings of the eagle are not there. Therefore, you cannot go above the clouds to be able to see what God wants you to see beyond the storm. Yeah, it's simple. You see, when you're being rained on here, on earth, at the worm's eye view, the rain seems endless. It seems from horizon to horizon, right? But if you climb high enough, you are able to see far enough to know your storm is temporary and you can find your prize. So if you are going to be a follower of God and you do not have the abilities of an eagle, then whenever the storm comes, you cannot function in that season. Eh, but come on, you know this. How many times are you in trouble and you can't even think? You can't see. You can't dream. You wake up and you're hopeless. It's because when God is moving in that dimension, the eagle face, you shut it down. Are we on the same page? Right? So there's that face of your life. And you've got to develop it. What's that face? The ability to see beyond right now. That's how you become victorious. That you're able to look at the moment you're in, not just in the context of history, which you're good at. You know, my grandmother, my mother, that's not eagle vision. Vision of worm. The eagle is supposed to be able to adjust where they are today because of what they can see tomorrow. That's how you become victorious. You see, loving people is hard. If you have no ability to see who they will be tomorrow, right now all they are is pain. Hmm. That's the truth. Because you lack eagle vision, you cannot take care of people now. Am I making sense? Okay. Then the Holy Spirit turns. And now he's moving on the ox direction. Right? Now you must ask yourself, why not a cow? Why not a horse? Why not a mule? Why an ox? 
this a term says what stubbornness and ox he Right. <laughs> those of you who've ever lived orchard, what are oxen used for? Why? They're strong and they're stubborn. You see, an ox is not like a donkey. When a donkey, the load is too heavy, in a kata. But what does an ox do? It keeps going. You understand? So you must understand that there are times the Holy Spirit needs you to keep going. There are times when the Lord is heavy, when what you've been asked to cultivate is stubborn, but you must be stubborner. That is English. Are we together? Because sometimes the Holy Spirit gives you a task <laughs> and 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 and. and. You show up and you're told, I want you to go be, uh, let me give a practical example, go be a lawyer. And you put on your best clothes. And you wake up in the morning, you go to the matatu guy, you give him your money, and you show up in the office, and the whole day you sat alone, no lawyering. Sometimes you've got to be a mule that you kept showing up and you kept doing it. You see, I, 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 I give people simple ways of leadership. Okay? And I use a very good example. Allow me to use it here. I know you're saved, but allow me to use it here. I was thinking about walls in Nairobi. You know walls, Ukuta? And how they have at specific places written Usikojoi Hapa. And it used to bug me that why is it that in this 100 meters of wall, at this specific place, who decide to be there necessitating a sign with an arrow. You know, you would think if you are going to put a sign, put the arrow this way. You know, for the whole fence, you know, pointing out. But it's downwards, it's here. And sure enough, you see a big brown stain and a stick right there. And I wondered why. Then I realized that some guy 
probably started doing it and was so persistent that others began to follow. Understand? The, the truth of the matter is this, that if you want to lead in anything, just persist in it. Right? It's very simple. Listen, what do they say? That for you to become a professional in a thing, you must do it for 10,000 hours? You know that saying? But isn't that just being an ox? That if you just keep at it, and keep at it, and keep at it, you get it? Yani, me am teaching you deep principles. You're checking my accent. If you keep at it, and you keep at it. <laughs> You guys are lucky. Hmm? So imagine. Any Likwanangoja to Elama. At some point, at some point, DJ Elama has to check it. But please notice, okay, that there are things in your life that require you to be an ox not to be prayerful there are things in your life that you love to wake up every day and chip away at it now let me give you a revelation before you become cherubim too you must be made of beaten work. Okay. Because remember, cherubim one is made out of beaten work. Some of you refuse to be beaten. You cannot be an ox if you are not used to being beaten. <laughs> you see, unless you learn to overcome, you cannot become an overcomer. And the only way you learn to overcome is if you have opposition. Come on. It's simple logic, isn't it? So if you do not learn to persist even when you're beaten, then you can never have the ox dimension of God moving in your life because you can't be beaten. Give up too fast. Hmm. Give up too fast. How long? One month. my friend. <laughs> Understand? You must be made of beaten work. That's why it says it must be hammered. You know, you, you can't be cherubim material. You can't be hammered. Come on. Oh, uh, 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 oh, by the way, notice the gold was pure. So it was fired before. 
You know, there was a day, there was a day I was telling Ken about my, my life. We were driving to Nakuru, was it? I was telling him, oh, you've never told me about your life. So I gave him a brief history of what? It was 10 years of my life. Then he asked me, how old are you? Because <laughs> how, how have you gone through so many things? <laughs> but a true story. A true story, you know. Eh? You know, you know how they say ask my shoe me i'm telling you ask my wife she's lived all the lives you know in 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 less than 10 years and and by that i mean in every dimension you know i have been nearly auctioned i have nearly died i have everything you can imagine but you see that's how you make an ox you understand an ox is made by looking at life and saying, you know what? I remember you have beaten your ass before. The ass, this one, the stubborn one. <laughs> you understand? That's why David is an ox. He says, listen, you know, when I was taking care of my father's sheep, there is a lion that came and took a lamb. Now, guys, I want you to think about it carefully. You think the lamb was taken alive? Okay. Think about it. It's a lion. Correct? Do you know any lion that carries a live lamb in its mouth? Or was it shepherding? <laughs> As it's busy saying. Right? <laughs> now, notice something. Notice. David went after a dead lamb. Okay, you guys thought it was alive. How? Okay. A lion has teeth and no hands. It has only one way of carrying a lamp in its mouth, right? So, how? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. If if that if that lamb was alive, then it would have been a cub playing with it. And David would have said, I killed a cub. There is listen, you, you let me ask, how many of you grew, grew up orchard or you've been to orchard, right? Which of you has ever woken up in the morning and said, Oh, there was a leopard here at night? Let us go find our sheep, which is still alive. Come on. In Amalizana? Yes. So you guys thought he was going after what? <laughs> David was simply saying, now, You see, you need to understand the principle. You see, the land was taken so that the warrior in David could arrive. So your life is hard. 
so that the ox in you can come out. So you're not shaken by everything that happens in your life. Everything moves you. Everything is for tears. It's so hard. <laughs> Every day. So the ox must learn to overcome. You understand? So, you see, many people in Kenya say, you need different. It's because you need to be an ox on the ground. You change it. Uh, what do ox do? Change the game. You understand? I came, there were rocks, there were whatever, but I plowed through it. Now you can plant seed. Uh, what's the other thing an ox can do? Prepare the ground for seed. Problem with you is you want to be a seed planter, but you are no ox. Mulenda market? Eh, how many times? Twice. Alafu, tumwana to change business model. <laughs> I guess just me. Hmm? So your plan is one enemy has defeated you. Let's go look for another one. <laughs> Think about it. Nachoma. Hapa ni meshindo achantafute. <laughs> Can I give you a prophecy? Free. So no tithe, no offering needed. The demon, the demon that defeated you in place A is not planted there. He can transfer his headquarters to wherever you are. Because for as long as you are dust, you're fair game. How do you know you are dust? Kusabalikonyesha dust. No. I'm serious. Let, 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 let me explain. Let me explain. Look at the things you are afraid to do in life. Look at the things that you are afraid to do in life. It's simple things. You had a kadud. He engaged you. Or she allowed you to engage her. Then some other life came and took your bride or spouse or whatever. And now you are forever afraid. Me, I don't trust men. Me, I don't trust. So guess what? For as long as you've not fought that lion, you are fair? Game. So in every relationship you check in, he checks in too. Like you have a new lamb. I am here to divide. Because you've never defeated. 
It's the same thing. You started a business, right? You got your makeup, my friend. Now you are afraid. Should I? Should I not? Should I? Should I not? Ha! Huh? For as long as that lion has your lamb in its teeth, ha! Huh? You're fair game. If you don't hunt it, kill it, and overcome it. Every time you have a lamb, it's right there. Because guess what? Demons are not fixed in their location. So what happens is, I hear a lot of people say, ah, my life is changing. Minendapi, Dubai. Nigga, tunakungojianga five years, five months, with the level wrong, the contract is, you come back, same poverty. Because the demon you couldn't beat here is waiting for you over there. <laughs> it is your will on wheels. visa and apply. You see, have you ever have you ever noticed that even when you change jobs, you keep facing the same problems? Linda. <laughs> it is because it is not the job it is the you and let me tell you something some things require you to be an ox okay I want to give you an example you know people say that Abraham waited 25 years to have a child right mm. Abraham had sex for 25 years trying to have a baby. Think about it that way, not the joy sex. It's your head, that's where it went. But imagine, imagine how they had sex month after month, week after week, day after day. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> right so you take that into context assume it's assume it's a business assume it's a marriage Assume it's a relationship. Assume it's a farm. Assume whatever it is. How many times would you do it and it doesn't bear fruit and you still believe God in what he told you? In other words, I'm simply asking how much ox are you? Caleb is promised this nice hill in the promised land. And 40 years, by the way, you know you think it was 40 years for him. It was 40 years when his friends all died. It was 40 years when he went battle after battle and he won each battle and he still didn't have his heel. Right? And yet, 
80s, like, you know what? I am still an ox. Still gonna get it. My question to you is what are you ox-like about? No. Some things just require you to keep hitting it and hitting it and hitting it. <laughs> you know, I just saw <laughs> No, I actually saw your reaction. I saw his reaction and I was like, oops. There's, <laughs> there's a man in India. I should undo sex and ashamed. You did too much sex and I. There's a man in India whose child, I think, died um, because there was a mountain um, to, on the way to the hospital and he couldn't get there. Right? And when his son died, he said he's going to fix it for his village. So he got up and he dug a road through the mountain and cut the journey to the hospital. Right? Changed the life of his entire village. Problem with you is you start your business, put it on Instagram, and that the first comment was, I eat it will each other. In it a you know, and you gave up because there's no ox in you. Are we together? Anyway. One more thing about the ox. It is what God wanted you to sacrifice. Now notice something that the lamb, the whatever, you would sacrifice your ox. Now think, you're Elisha. And Elijah comes to call you. And you're doing so well, you've got a team of 12. I don't know how you do that. You've got a team of 12 ox, and that's how successful he is, right? And then he gets called, and in an instant he knows he must sacrifice and follow. Now here's the thing a lot of the time, that what happens, that sometimes you work so hard to get a job, work so hard to get a business, work so hard to get a wife, work so hard to get a girlfriend, work so hard to get whatever, that when the next call comes, you can't sacrifice it can't let go. It happens. You know, uh, you get used to it. Mm -hmm. And you know those people who, my friend, the world changed two years ago. You know those people? 
who didn't know who didn't know when to sacrifice you together now the other face you must have is the face of the lion right now the lion represents rulership correct uh, lion is a ruler now before we get to ruler a lion is also a protector right okay so the lion is what protects its own correct and that's fine because that's easy to understand so i will not dwell much there but i'll talk about rulership now jesus is the lion of the tribe of judah signifying kingship correct now many christians have no idea how to be a king now if you just see how they eat you know they don't know how to be a king you are told me you know that you are in trouble if you can't manage the resources god gives you because sometimes the holy spirit will move you to manage to be wise to rule what do i mean sometimes most of you are praying and saying oh god please make me wealthy right when you read your bible and then you come to class and we confirm indeed tick god has said you're wealthy but you're no lion hmm you're afraid to invest you lose your money you want to be wealthy i don't know with what exactly i don't know what your plan is you're afraid to invest afraid to borrow afraid to plan afraid to start what does a lion do a lion operates without fear a lion operates knowing that i am going to make a move and this move will land me my prey ah because a lion is a hunter a lion knows how to smell and pursue its prey until it eats correct but there's another thing that a lion knows how to do a lion knows how to manage those it's given charge of because they live in pride a lion knows how to manage resources Are you together hello now a lot of the time you have no management principles what is management acquisition uh, growth and harvest that's basically it every business model right you get a business you grow the business and you harvest profits it's simple right simple that's management now if you do not know how to make a profit you're in trouble because there are some people stuck 
in various levels of that cycle. There are people who are stuck, they can't start. They can't hunt. So they can't acquire. But there are people who are good at growing things that have grown like the fig tree. It has nice leaves. It has a big trunk, but it has no fruit. Sound familiar? Yani, tunakujua unakuanga busy. Very hard working. Right? But tukiangalia for fruit. See, I'm cast. cast. You're operating from dust. Can I tell you what it is to operate from dust? Out of the sweat of your brow? Meaning, if your mentality still of how you eat is still based on how much you sweat, you're dumb. The way you eat must be based on how much you lie on. In other words, how well you manage. Okay. In your life, basically, should I pause? Okay. Statue. Let me explain this to you. Okay? The ground, okay, could not produce because what? There was no rain and there was no man, correct? So a man must be man for the earth to produce, correct? Now, telling me that man was created to manage. Are we together? That's why the first man, Adam, is made to till the ground. Are we together? Because it is only in tilling, right? Because he was a keeper of the garden, right? It is only in keeping the garden that he is able to eat. Now, that's a management principle. Okay? I want you to understand something about Abraham. Okay? Now, if you look at Abraham, very strange thing. Abraham has no son, right? Okay? But notice something strange about him. When Lot is taken by kings, correct? By he puts together his what? Servants. His servants. 300 of them. Now, his 300 plus servants are stronger than five kings. Now, that's management. In other words, Abraham had empowered his servants to military level. 
specs. Yeah, I want you to think about it. How much training do you have to give your servants that you call them and you say, by the way, Tunenda War, how many kings have attacked your nini? Five. Tukwangapi sotatu. That's management. Whenever you find yourself in a space where you need to send yourself, you're not a manager. Whenever you find yourself that your roles are undelegatable, you're not a manager. And I can guarantee you poverty is knocking at your door very loudly. Like I told you last week, there's a reason why companies are called companies because you need company to make it. Now you, you're man solo. You do not know how to build around you give you an example of a fight I've been having with Oliver forever. You know, if Oliver catches malaria for two weeks, I will have to run from here to there, balance the sound and come here. Because Oliver can't expand beyond himself. If Jane all sick. Betty will go home hungry. <laughs> Do you understand? This is why you're not succeeding. That all you know is how to make you. You do not know how to make others. Look at lions and how they train their young to hunt. Correct? Look at Jesus. Jesus taught his disciples all his tricks. So imagine, you <laughs> think about it. You're coming to see Jesus. But you can see any of the twelve, including Judas, for the same services. Yes. Because they could do all the miracles. There's only one where they asked, why couldn't we? In fact, they were surprised. They're like, nigga, usually what you do, we can do. Now, you imagine in your circle, there's no one who can do what you can do. And you are asking God for wealth. How? Listen, you watched Moe's Barrio, right? <laughs> okay. Now, notice his reverend had been his reverend for many years. 
decades, right? His doctor had been his doctor for how many years? Right? His lawyer? Decades, right? Ah, you? Let me explain something to you and ask yourself this question. Have you ever noticed that most successful people have successful partners? But it's only middle class Kenya where people think in like 2020 you know, I think about it I'm like really? You see, it's also only in Christianity where if you tell a Christian they're a lawyer to give you their lawyer services, not you, relax, to give you their lawyer services, they give you the worst. You know, if you, if you ask a mechanic to fix your car, he'll show up last because we are mad. We don't understand the principle of the pride. For the pride, listen, if a lion is alone, it always has to hunt animals smaller than itself. True or false? When it's a pride, giraffe, elephant, whatever, So now, imagine solo lion. You can only hunt things smaller than you. And you are small. True or false? So, this concept you must understand that you belong to the collective. Now, notice something else. There are how many living creatures? Four. Their wings are touching, but they are moving. Telling you that your movement alone is illegal. Because if they were to move and their wings were not touching. Now, the thing is this we must understand that we must learn to move. And notice what is it is that is touching. Their wings. Now, you imagine how wings to fly together. Think about it. How well coordinated they must be in three dimensions <laughs> to fly together. The wings must always touch. Now, remember, this is where God speaks to you. <laughs> this is where he meets you. 
So Jesus put it like this. He says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in there. Now we know Jesus is the manifestation of God's glory, right? So if Jesus is accurately going to appear, two or three must gather in his name. Now that gathering is not stationary because you're not at mercy seat level. He is talking about a people that move together. Oh. Okay. Take me there. Because uh, I want to go. Oh, oui. Take me to Dimadi. It starts at 17. Yeah. Now, this scripture we like. He pays no attention to them and refuses to listen. Treat that one like a treat that one like a tax collector, right? Senior. Now we like that scripture. Right? See, we, we like it. That's what we use to expel people, right? Now, how did Jesus treat tax collectors? Dine with them, hang out with them. But let's read on. Truly, I tell you, whatever you forbid and declare to be improper and unlawful on earth, you, right, must be already what is forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit and declare proper and lawful on earth must be what is already permitted in heaven. Again, I tell you, if two of you on the earth agree, harmonize together, make a symphony, Pause. Harmonize together. Make a symphony together. Not a cacophony. A symphony. To harmonize. What is it to harmonize? When I move, you move. Now, my question is who in your life are you in harmony with? Some of you, not even your spouse. You see, the symbolism here is such unity in purpose that you're harmonized. Now, how do you harmonize? <laughs> Strange thing. Okay, let me try. What is the first face of the wheels? It is the face of the cherubim. Okay. So there are wheels in wheels. Each cherubim has. Correct? But the first face of the wheels is the face of the cherubim. These wheels follow the cherubim. Look like the cherubim because they have the face of the cherubim. And then have the face of the lion. Correct? Aha. Uh -huh. 
But in the cherubim, the face they have is the face of a man. Okay. Bypass? Okay. Think about it. <laughs> the cherubim have man, lion, eagle, ox. The wheels, the first face they have is the face of the cherubim. The image of the cherubim. What does that mean? Good. Now, let me give you what that means. The product of mercy is the next generation. Let's be clear. When husband and wife have fellowship, they produce a child. When we have fellowship, we produce spiritual children, correct? Now, they must be like the cherubim that went before them. Let me explain this synchronization. There is, ah, good, let me give you an example. Mugzokam. I want you to understand the dimensions of fellowship. And I hope I'll have enough time to explain. It is one thing for me and Mugzo to harmonize. Okay? What is required? He must be bitter until May. <laughs> Because I've been trying to tell you, Oskiangi. Silikombe utali. Oje kame land, kame ingia. So, now that was his prophecy. It's fine. So, it's one thing for us to harmonize. Now, what must happen? We must forgive each other, correct, and constantly build our relationship on mercy, as we are being beaten. Correct? Then the wings will touch. Assume your hands are wings. Right? Now we must coordinate to move. So we must all be able to hear God. He's moving right. So we move. He's moving left. So we move. He's moving. Correct? That's, <laughs> that's fine. But God brings in our midst another. Right? Now, here's the thing. We must work and make sure the image of the fellowship, not the image of the person. That's why it's the image of all four faces. Are we together? Is imprinted there. Do you understand? Okay. First, let me explain to you how Jesus did it. Jesus sent them out two by two so that they could move together. Correct? Then he said, do what? Go and make disciples. Not disciples of yourselves. 
but disciples of the image of God. So what must happen is they too must have the image of God we've gotten. Correct? Right? But they too must then have what? Their own eyes, their own eagle face, their own lion face, their own ox face. In other words, he hears double. <laughs> Come on. Listen, listen, listen. Okay? Here, okay, we had we hear God, right? Now he has come, has inherited what we hear. But God has given him his own hearing. This is why the, great, the, the glory of the is greater than that of the I'm together. But they must still be harmony. That when this is moving, you cannot separate this movement from that movement. That's why it's a will within a will. Because what's supposed to happen is there's supposed to be another will. So, here's... Uh, there's so many principles here. And I may be traveling, so I'll not be here next week to explain this, so give me some time. It's not like a ball bearing, eh? Remember, the will within a will also does not turn. So it is like those concentric circles, like, you know, it's a circle like this and a circle like that. Right? Now, what does that mean? It's important to understand that they have eyes all over, right? The question is to see what? Why do you need eyes all over? Okay. Now, I want you to understand a basic concept. If we want to start a business, right? His eyes will see one thing. His eyes will see another. His eyes will see another thing. Mine will see another thing. And suddenly when we're looking at one thing, we've got eyes all over. Do you understand? If Mugu is standing here alone, he has a blind spot. If Hez is looking for him, does he need to turn? Do you understand fellowship? So the reason we move together is because together multiplies eyes. Are you on the same page? So if you miss those things in your life, because, and this is how people miss it, when they were being beaten and formed, instead of being beaten and seeing mercy, they were beaten and became bitter. 
Mugzo limefanyia. Right? And then we want God to speak. Stay together. Then, after God formed you, he expects you to move. But sometimes, where you started, Nikupoa, on a gold, <laughs> gold, why we tunungeza tubaki tu hivi? Ah, say, to a mentor from afar. So, what do we do? We create a class system. Do you see where you go wrong? Instead of saying, you know what? Wheels, in wheels, in wheels, keep it moving. You understand? Why do you think, thanks, why do you think that almost every successful person has an entourage? What I mean is this. The more successful you become, even in the world, you need a lawyer you can trust. Right? You need a banker you can trust. You need a taxman you can trust. Just Generally in life, right? But it's only in Christianity where they say, I need to hear God. I've gone to the mountain alone. You're mad. Ha! Can I tell you why? Because the movement of the wings of the cherubim is like the voice of God. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> In other words, as long as the cherubim are moving, God is also speaking. That's why it says when their wings clapped, it was as if there was the sound of many waters. Now think about it. What did Jesus tell you? Out of your belly shall flow rivers of water. So if you want to make the voice of God, what do you need to do? Flap your wings together. Yeah. So Paul put it like this. He says, one shall have a prophecy, another one a word of encouragement, another one, and when you put it together, you will hear Oh, koko for mountain pekeako seeking God. No wonder most of them come back down mad. You know, people go to these mountains, come back, come back and say, God has told me to anoint the next president. Mad. Which brings me into phase, the fourth phase, the phase of a man. You are supposed to think. Because the defining feature of a man. Thinking. Thinking. Don't come back. You know, you decided you are an eagle. So you are a prophet. You decided. 
then all you ever see is calamity. So when locusts come, you decide. We are cursed. So my question is, is Somalia also cursed? And then how many locusts need to be there for it to be cursed? Because in my shamba, I have a few. No, No, but the, the proper locust. No. No, seriously, let's be honest. There's always a small swarm of locusts somewhere, right? So how many do you need? You see, here's the problem. You cannot have the four faces without thinking. That's the man. Because God says for you to go to him, you must be able to reason with him. Come, let us reason together. So there is a face in your movement with God that you must reason with him. So stop this nonsense. I receive. Sad. Reason. Reason. That's the role of you being a man. You must be able to think. Think about it. If God tells you, I've given you a car, don't say amen before you know how to get a car. Would you at a showroom? You don't know how to enter a showroom. You receive how. You receive how. Driving license, you receive how. Assuming God answered your prayer, uko kwa prayer mountain na kupea gari, utashuka aje nae. Think. Think. You see, a lot of the time, because you don't think, you are told, start a business. Then you start a business. You are stupid. Go and study other businesses. David, when he's anointed to be king, he doesn't go to Saul to say, by the way, unajua minge kwa king? Chani kushu. Oju kumaneji economy, wee, Saul, yani. Vila wakona yani danda sana. Eh? Minge kwa king? David went to bear his armor. Even before he killed Goliath. He went to study. Because how in God's name do you expect to come from keeping sheep and then suddenly understand diplomacy? How do you come from keeping sheep and then suddenly understand how to give a righteous judgment? 
when David says, touch not the Lord's anointed, is because he knew. He looked at Saul and he said, you know what? You know a few things I don't. So I will not take the kingdom from you and wait for it to be given to me. Hmm, that's a principle you don't know. Because you do not know how to learn. You know, uh, where's my friend? Kimani Mani. Kimani decided in December. Was it December? When did you decide to be an Uber driver? December Maliapo. Now, how many people did you talk to about being an Uber driver? Moja. Excellent research, right? How many months did you stay preparing to be an Uber driver? Did you prepare other than driving license? No matter your faith, what were your chances of success? Namtindo <laughs> you. No, I just want you to think about it. No, I'm teaching you how to fellowship. So nowadays I give you practical examples and I name you by name. Because we are family, right? So, a lot of the time you spend no time studying a thing and then you start. But can I guarantee you something? Thou shalt surely fail. It is natural. It is obvious. So you, you take your idea, your whatever, umeweka konfuko, nyangu. Friend. Simply because you refused to learn. So you must think. You must know before you into venture into business what are the principles of business that make it succeed. Some of you don't know marketing, you don't know accounting, you don't know nothing. You all have a product here, it is on sale. True. But you're also slightly insane. You understand? So there must be a fourth phase, the reasoning phase. You must be able to think. But you cannot think unless you've learned. Because, listen, one of the dimensions the Holy Spirit moves in is He will remind you what you have. So can you imagine when you've learned nothing? He has nothing to remind you. <laughs> okay, I'm so bad. You've learned nothing. So what will he remind you? So when the Holy Spirit begins to move on the man phase of your life, and you have no learning. Every time he speaks, we say, You're not there. 
you know you you you, you someone is starting a business alafu namuuliza what's your roi anasema roi ni roi what's what's your profit margin i don't know what's your <laughs> what's what's your customer retention rate eh what are your threats okay let me make it even better if uru signs a free trade agreement with the united states how does it affect your business tururu and then you go pray god prosper my business with what can he linda what you do i run a cleaning business okay What's the largest cleaning business in the world? Tururu. <laughs> Did you understand? Okay. What's your exit plan for your business? That could exit. Huh? Do you understand what the problem is? And you are here saying, "Oh God, use me." And he's like, "But you're stupid." <laughs> Ignorance is the worst form of stupidity. It's optional. <laughs> you have ever, have ever? Let me ask you. You know how you read? I need to close, guy. I'm sorry. There is so much I've not unpacked for you. But I've never read the scripture that God was looking through the earth for a man he could send, right? I've never realized it never says and he stopped by a stupid fellow. Have <laughs> <laughs> you noticed that's never there? No, 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 no. no. Let, let me explain. Let, let me let me explain something. Notice notice something. Notice something. <laughs> notice notice something. <laughs> I want you to I want you I, I want you to notice something. There is an entire book of the Bible dedicated to getting wisdom. Actually to if you count Ecclesiastes, right? And it says Christ is wisdom. Correct? 
So you cannot receive Christ and not receive wisdom. Right? If any of you lacks, let him ask of God who gives without finding fault. So guess what? If you have no wisdom, it's your own fault. I'm going to say goddamn fault. Right? <laughs> where, where, where? I, I, apply, apply cold water to burnt area. <laughs> but understand, understand this: the foolishness I'm talking about is not because you got KCSCC or D or E. The foolishness I'm talking about is you've refused to apply yourself to learn something in your area of specialty. That's foolishness. The foolishness I'm talking about is you have the greatest teacher ever by the person of the Holy Spirit and you've refused to give him material to work with. Now, listen, I hear so many Christians, you left your books, left the internet, left everything. To go up a mountain to pray for God to speak to you about what? About what? Let me tell you. Study, study, study and show yourself approved. You are a cook, a meat salesman, a chef, all of those things. And if you ask you between the difference between beef and veal, how do you eat? difference. If we ask you, if we ask you what is Kobe beef, you don't know. You 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 are a producer. You are a producer. And you do not know what key C is. Unajotuina sound poor. There's something wrong with you. You see, you see, let let me tell you something. I want to finish in the next two minutes. The biggest lie that you were told is that you need either the devil or the blessing of God to be wealthy. Because the way you understood is Illuminati are rich, right? So, when, when Beyonce becomes wealthy, you decide Aqua Illuminati. Because Jay-Z does. So you, you think, honestly, that the secret to wealth <laughs> No, you, you think about it, just Vikiria. And then the other question is, you actually believe the devil has money to give people. That's, that's what you believe. 
but your lazy self has refused to go research Beyonce. You've refused to check how long she practices singing. You understand? You've refused to check how physically fit she is so she can perform. When we ask you to perform so that wasani wasani wa Kenya ni jamii mzejo mbona mnalipoa Nigeria pesa mingi mzee Kenya mzee tuko na talent si tuko hapa mzee tuna struggle tuko mtaani mzee mimi nimetoa song yangu you give the guy a performance he has one move You, you yeah wase 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 noje niaje niaje mzee tukakuja kuwashika mzee tukakuja kuwaroga si wase tukitoka dando mzee tukifika hapo unajua tunawashika tunawabamba tunawashika tunawashika and then you're complaining when jlo is paid much more money when she's 30 years older than you and she can hang on a pole do you know how physically fit you have to be you the only fitness you have ni kuchana veve na kuvuta bangi the whole night the only thing you have stamina for guys understand understand success has principles it does not have blessing it has principles the blessing only comes to lubricate the principles that's it so if the principles are not working we will pray for you until we die you's gonna die broke too So if you have no principles to wealth, principles to success, principles to management, guess what? Stop praying. Pick up a book. Pick up a book. Huh? Ah, me me teacher. I want to go into agriculture. Do you know the agriculture cartels? No. Do you have legal vision to know what to plant because in five months it will be needed no ulienda ka conference capsica miko na biashara nyanya iko na biashara mwanzo tunafikiria biashara mimi na bestangu tutataka kuanzisha app okay Do you know how many apps are put on the app store every day? Do you know how many? In the millions. Hey. You see I could go on forever trying to show you 
And part of the problem is this, that when you're thinking about the app, when you're thinking about the business, you have no eyes, just two. Just two eyes. So you can't see what you can't see. You've got more than one eye, you can see what you can't see. I have not touched the cherubim in Revelation. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But class is off. (laughs) 